Separation of Powers, Copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018. I woke up this morning and stared at the calculus formulas above my bed. For once, they didn't register. They just looked like marks on a piece of paper. The events from last night flooded into my mind, accompanied by the awful realization that it hadn't been a bad dream. This was real. I stared at the formulas, thinking I wouldn't get up until I had come up with some sort of strategy to face the day. That was the only way I could handle it. Problem-solving mode. Who could I stay with? Aunt Maureen was out. She lived in Pennsylvania. I still needed to go to Monroe High. And anyway, Uncle Steve would never go for it. He didn't even like it when we stayed over a few nights. Nope. Uncle Shane was out. He also lived in Pennsylvania, albeit closer than Aunt Maureen. He was a bachelor, which would have been ideal, but his job wasn't all that lucrative. I couldn't mooch off him. Nope. That left Uncle Will. He, Aunt Sophie, and Annie lived on the west side, a good two-hour commute from Monroe, but they were still in the city. I didn't much like the idea of invading their family circle. I knew how much I valued my family's privacy, but they were my only hope. They were my only shot at finishing out my senior year at Monroe. Maybe they'd say okay when they understood what was at stake. It was only for the rest of the school year. I could spend the summer somewhere, and then I could go to college and all my worries would be behind me. I ran through some other options, but Allison lived in a girl's dorm and Dashiell Well, I didn't much relish the idea of broadcasting our problems outside of the family. No way. Uncle Will, it'd have to be. He'd understand, and for Mom's sake, he'd be discreet. Now that I had my my strategy planned, I got up, made my bed, and went through my morning ablutions as if it were a regular day. When I came downstairs, Stevie and Dad were in the kitchen, conversing in low voices. When Dad saw me, he stopped. Stevie turned around, took one look at me, and scarpered. This was not a good sign, but when I reached the kitchen, Dad had me in a bear hug before I knew it, and it was a while before either of us could say anything. He was squeezing me pretty tight. Jason, listen, I didn't mean what I said last night, he said, stroking my hair. I'll admit that this came as a huge relief to me. Now I could get mad. Yeah, well, why do you say it then? I demanded morosely. He sighed. Men can be kind of stupid about their cars, he admitted. This wasn't good enough for me. No, but you said I had to... I broke off, all choked up. I couldn't say the words. I'd had to be so stoic to even weigh my options and decide on Uncle Will. It had taken all my strength. And now that I'd been told I could stay, everything just came crashing down. I pressed my eyes into Dad's shoulder and wept. Shh, he said gently, rubbing my back. I told you, I didn't mean it. This wasn't good enough for me. No, but you said I had to... I broke off, all choked up. I couldn't say the words. Powering through last night and this morning had taken all my strength. Now that I knew I could stay, everything just came crashing down. I pressed my eyes into Dad's shoulder and wept. Shh, he said gently, rubbing my back. I told you, I didn't mean it. I took a deep breath, my head still buried in his shoulder. McCords don't cry, remember? He said, trying to get me to stop. 
Yeah, well, McCords don't throw their underage kids out into the street either, I retorted. Touché, he agreed and squeezed me tight. Look, Jason, I'd never have gone through with it. You know that, right? We may have had our differences, but you're my boy. I rested. I raised my head, rested my chin on his shoulder, and thought. Dad? I asked. What? he said. Am I yours? In retrospect, my query made a lot of sense. In a way, it explained the conflict we'd been having all our lives. Dad held me away from him, saw that I was serious, and said reflexively, Of course you're mine, with a little shake to accompany his words. Are you sure? I asked. The hesitation surfaced in his eyes before he could hide it. He let go of me, looked down at the counter, and sighed. I felt like something was sinking deep into my heart. How long have you suspected? I asked. Dad gave himself a little shake and seemed to be trying to decide whether to move forward with this or not. You may as well go all the way, I said. We've come this far. He took a deep breath. Your mother would kill me if she knew we were having this conversation, he began. Mom knows? I asked incredulously. You mean she didn't deny it? I felt stunned. Who the hell was I? I didn't put it to her in so many words, he said. She said nothing happened. When? I asked, perplexed. I mean, what are you even talking about? When could something have happened? You and Mom have been together for as long as I can remember. Before I can remember. Dad bit his lip and pressed his knuckles hard against the counter. There was a time when we were separated, he said. I had never known this. She said she had to think about some things. He was finding it difficult to say the words. So, when did you reconcile? I asked. Christmas, year 2000, he said. I was born in September 2001. There's still a possibility, right? I asked. He looked at me. Yeah, of course. Jason, you're my kid. But you have your doubts? I asked. He looked at the counter again. I wasn't with her all the time, he said. She's an attractive woman and she must have had her share of offers. And we were we were having some problems. About what? I asked. Her job, he said briefly. At the CIA? Yeah, he ground his knuckles on the counter. I thought you were good with that, I ventured. He let out a heavy sigh. Well, I try to be now, but I wasn't all that good at it when you kids were young, he admitted. What were you fighting about? I asked. He appealed to the ceiling and twisted his mouth. Well, I'm not proud of this, but I wanted a more traditional lifestyle for us, he said. I waited for more. Your mother wanted, craved intellectual stimulation, he said. She couldn't have stayed at home with you kids. I understood that. Me too. So I wanted us to move back to where we met, Virginia, work at the university. She was more than qualified. I thought it would be good for the family. I concurred. I mean, before we moved to D.C., that was the only reality I had ever known, and it had worked for me. But Dad rubbed the back of his head. She wanted to stay at the CIA. I think she had her sights set on becoming director. I think she had set her sights on becoming director. Wow. 
The assignments were getting more dangerous, Dad said. I didn't like it and I told her so. I couldn't have my kids growing up without a mother. I couldn't help feeling touched at how much he'd put on the line for us. She argued that there was danger everywhere. Dad smiled at the recollection, although he may not have seen any humor in it at the time. You could go outside and get hit by a bus or get into a car accident like... His voice broke off. Well, that gave her pause for thought, he said, and I realized that he was talking about mom's parents and the car accident that had taken their lives. But it didn't change her mind. You can't control fate, she said. What's going to happen is going to happen. I have to do the work I came here to do. So you guys split up, I said. My heart was breaking. I mean, they had always been together. I couldn't imagine them apart, much less with other people. I felt sick. No, I wouldn't put it as harshly as that, Dad consoled me. We muddled along for the most part. I mean, some mornings we argued, other mornings we gave each other the silent treatment. He laughed over the memory. Stevie usually said or did something to make us laugh and things would be fine again. For a little while. Allison was just a couple of months old and she suffered from colic most of the time. I didn't like the idea of leaving her with a stranger when your mom had to travel. A lot of things were starting to make sense to me now. I had always considered Allison the old man's favorite. So what happened? I asked. I mean, why did mom leave you? His face blanched and I wished I hadn't put it as bluntly as that. But I'm not known for my tact in any way. I really needed to know. She was offered a year-long stationment abroad, he said. My mouth fell open. You guys were apart for a year? I exclaimed. No, no. He rubbed his forehead and marshaled his thoughts. I waited. She didn't take the stationment, he said. Well, that was a relief. But, he gritted his teeth. I didn't even ask her how she felt about it. I just said no way, like hell, over my dead body. A couple of other phrases. Stevie was in preschool. Allison was just 18 months old. And, well, I know it sounds strange given all the turmoil we were already experiencing, but we were trying for a third child because I wanted a boy. I suppose that last part ought to have made me happy, but the truth is, it was kind of a lot of information to take in at once. But, he gritted his teeth. I didn't even ask her how she felt about it. I just said no way, like hell, over my dead body, a couple of other phrases. Stevie was in preschool. Allison was just 18 months old. And well, I know it sounds strange given all the turmoil we were experiencing, but we were trying for a third child because I wanted a boy. I suppose that last part ought to have made me happy, but the truth is, it was a lot of information to take in at once. Your mom just went all quiet in that way she does, Dad said. After I'd said, yelled my piece, and take it from me, it was a long piece, she just went and packed an overnight bag. I kept asking her what she thought she was doing, and she wouldn't say a word. I winced. Finally, she headed to the door, and before leaving, she turned around and said, I don't know if I can live with these kinds of expectations, Henry. You knew I wasn't the traditional type when you met me. I have to take some time to think things over. 
I'll call you. And she went out and shut the door behind her. This had been a hard thing for him to relate, so I waited a few minutes to give him a chance to recover. Did she take Stevie and Allison with her? I asked tentatively. No, they stayed with me, Dad said. Jason, it's not like she abandoned them, he hastily corrected himself when he saw the expression on my face. She knew they were in good hands. I was the primary caregiver. It made sense. She was traveling so much I had to take a leave of absence from the Marines. Oh, I said. Okay. She saw them all the time, he went on. We just lived in different houses, that's all. She wasn't far away. We did pickups and drop-offs. She saw them all the time. I guess she stayed with Aunt Isabel, I asked. Dad looked at me, surprised. How did you know that, he asked. I shrugged. It's what I would have done, I said. He nodded, still a little puzzled, and went on. So anyway, he said, that's when we were separated. How did you reconcile, I asked. She called me and said she was pregnant. I felt a cold chill. Now look, Dad said warily, noting the expression on my face. We may have been separated, but we were still connected. We were trying to make things work. We still had a lot invested in each other, not to mention the girls. Yeah, I said through a dry mouth. So what did you say when she told you? Congratulations, Dad laughed. No, I didn't say that. I was elated. I was over the moon. I took it as a sign. You have to move back home, I said. Please, Elizabeth. And she did, I asked. It took some convincing, but yes, Dad looked all proud of himself. You were born four months later. Great, I said. Yay. Jason, it wasn't like that. Dad reached out and touched my cheek, the same one he had slapped the previous night. He recollected this and winced. I'm sorry, son, he said awkwardly. I shouldn't have done that. It's okay, I said. Forget it. We were all very happy when you were born, he assured me. Your mom was delighted. Stevie was thrilled to have a little brother and sister. Allison, well, I don't think she fully realized what had happened. Yeah, probably best to spring it on her, I agreed. And you? Of course I was happy, he said warmly. You were my idea. Well, that was great. But you started having reservations, I asked him. He fidgeted. I don't know how to explain it, he said. I never thought of myself as Othello, but sometimes things came up. Bells went off. I tried to ignore it, put it behind me, but it intruded anyway. Yeah, I understood. What you resist persists. Didn't you ask her? I said. He looked down at the counter and shook his head. No. Why not? I persisted. He shrugged. Wasn't sure I wanted to know. I changed the subject. I only ever remember living in Virginia, I said. You were four when we moved, Dad explained. Allison had just turned six. Why did we move? I asked. The way you tell it, you'd have had to physically pry Mom away from the CIA. The deputation came up again, Dad said. I whistled. Mr. Dalton just doesn't know when to quit, does he? No, Dad laughed out of sheer relief. I mean, that's kind of the reason we're all here, isn't it? He gestured around him. 
I sure hoped it wasn't the reason I was here. Good to have someone to blame, I agreed, and we grinned at each other. So mom agreed, I asked. Dad wiped his forehead. I said I didn't think our marriage could survive another separation like that, he said. There was more at stake this time. You wouldn't have even remembered who she was, he added, more to himself than to me. Well, I would have hated that, I agreed dryly. So she got on board. Well, good for you, Dad. You really came through for us. Thanks, he said. So that's why you were so gung-ho when she was offered Secretary of State, I asked. You felt like you owed her? I suppose I did, Dad said, rubbing the back of his head. It wasn't just moving to Virginia. She didn't take any evening or weekend classes just so she could be home when you kids came back from school. Her career really took a back seat to mine. I went to conferences. I mean, actual academic conferences. A slightly guilty look came over his face as he said this. Not shams, I asked, raising my eyebrows. No, not shams, he laughed. I was published in top journals. I mean, she considered getting her doctorate. I've been mad at you for so long, I said slowly. He looked at me in surprise. I felt like, I don't know, like you took away my mom. Sometimes you act like no one else even has a share in her except you and the White House. I am so glad you put it in that order, Dad said. I noticed he didn't deny it. But you were my first stay-at-home parent, I said. We looked at each other. Mom was just the first one I remembered. Yeah, he said after a pause. Yeah, I guess she was. The moment was getting a little heavy. I turned away and cleared my throat. He did the same. So what do we do now? I asked, staring at the countertop. What do you mean? He asked. Don't you want to know the truth? I glanced at him sideways. He chewed his lip. I can't spring that on her now, he said. It's a distant memory for her. We could take a DNA test, I suggested. He looked as uncertain as I felt. The mail order kind, he asked. I nodded. He looked at the ceiling and scratched his chin. Press would have a field day, he said. We could use fake names or just initials, I said. All they really look at are the samples. How do you know all this? He asked with genuine curiosity. I shrugged. People at school have done it, I said. He hesitated. I don't know if it's really necessary, he began. It's been 17 years, I said. That's a long time for you to keep having doubts. He considered. Knowing is better than not knowing, I argued. Yeah, he said. Yeah, I guess you're right. Besides, it doesn't make any difference anyway, does it? I felt like crying, so I smiled instead. It does to me, I said. Oh, Jason. Dad looked heartbroken. We don't have to do this. No, we do, I insisted. It's reached that stage. Who cares what a dumb piece of paper says, he demanded. You'll always be my kid. I'll always be your old man. I chewed my lip. Look how alike we are. Dad gestured from me to him. Nature or nurture, I jested back, and then we both fell silent as we realized neither of us could answer that. I was beyond late for school now. I'd missed debate team practice and my history test. I have to go, I said, picking up my backpack. I'll write you an excuse note. Dad picked up a pen and notepad. Please excuse Jason's tardiness, I mocked. It's biological, but not necessarily hereditary. 
Dad threw down the pen. We're not doing any test, he vetoed brusquely. Yeah, we are, I retorted. I'll bring it home tonight. Home, I thought as I left. The only good thing about this day was that I could come back to it. I procured the kit from the nurse's office, no questions asked. She probably thought I was verifying the identity of my own kid. I knew she wouldn't risk her job by saying anything. I came home, we swapped the inside of her cheeks, and now the damn thing's on its way to some lab in North Carolina. We'll get the results in two weeks.